Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Gary and Shannon, and you're listening to KFI AM640, the Gary and Shannon Show, on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Former President Trump has received a so-called target letter in connection with the investigation into his efforts to hold on to power after he lost the election in 2020. So where we kick off, Swamp Watch. The swamp is horrible. So government doesn't work. Come on, man. We're going to make this like a, a reality TV show. Corn Pop was a bad dude. It's always a pleasure to be anywhere but Washington, D.C. Hey, Joe. Hey, Esther. <laughs> a town all too clearly built on a swamp. And in so many ways, still a swamp. That's a bunch of malarkey. Somebody said, drain the swamp. I said, oh, that's so hokey. Keep yapping, man. Swamp watch. You know the thing. The letter means an indictment is most likely around the corner. We don't know what aspects of this massive investigation the, la- the letter is related to. Um, it's examined. The investigation has an array of schemes that Trump and his allies used to try to Hold on to the power, including the events surrounding the riot at the Capitol. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a gift to Donald Trump. How much money is he going to raise? Well, right after he received this letter, he began using it to solicit campaign donations. Uh, In an email to supporters this morning, he wrote, please make a contribution to show that you will never surrender our country to tyranny as the deep state things the deep state things try to jail me for life deep state things deep state things you writing that down for space wars oh let me get my journal they could be the villains oh my god so good good idea deep state things yeah but but do it as one word that way that oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. deep state things villains deep state According to sources, prosecutors have questioned witnesses specifically about the efforts to put forward the false slates of the so-called false electors that were to have cast electoral college votes during the certification for Trump in some key swing states that he lost to Joe Biden. In that vein, we don't know exactly what it is they're going after. And Jonathan Turley, a constitutional law expert from Georgetown, had suggested it's Georgetown or George Washington. I'll just say he's a constitutional law expert. He can tell us where he works. Uh. He said if all they're doing right now is going after the speech that Donald Trump made that morning, if you remember, he's standing out in front of the ellipse um, and suggested everybody's going to go. We're all going to go down to the Capitol. I'll be right there with you. George Washington University. Thank you, George Washington. Um, He said if that's the only thing they're going after, that's constitutionally protected speech likely but there may be some other stuff that uh, jack smith is looking at Uh, the concern here is that the uh, special counsel could be proceeding on a case that might be constitutionally challenged Uh, if the case is built around trump's speech on the ellipsis on january 6th i don't believe that it could withstand judicial review The question is, does Smith have something else, something that's a direct link to uh, a conspiracy or effort uh, to cause uh, violence? We haven't seen that. I mean, the January 6th Committee in Congress came up with nothing uh, as a direct 
nexus to that type of evidence. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, the investigators here have seized a couple phones from people close to Trump. They've done recent interviews with Mike Pence, who, remember, has an axe to grind after Trump said he lacked courage. And he still sees uh, Trump as putting his family in jeopardy uh, that day. So Mike Pence is still talking and we don't know what he knows or, or what's in those phones in particular. But the money aspect is going to be big because he raised Trump did four million in just the 24 hours after he was indicted in late March, six point <laughs> six million in the days right after his indictment in June. He is going to take this thing all the way to the bank. Uh, there is an interesting thing going on right now in Florida as well. A few minutes ago is when the uh, judge in the classified documents case was, was supposed to start hearing some pretrial motions, et cetera. And there were some uh, there are a lot of questions about whether Judge Aileen Cannon, uh, a Trump appointee, was going to, I guess, take his side and basically not set a trial date. One of the things that she had said early on was there is a there. This is an important enough case that it should be done quickly. Trump's lawyers want to push the date back to an uh, unpinned time. They don't want to actually set a date so that this can be used for two reasons. One, like you said, any trial that he's in in the midst of a campaign is a moneymaker for him. But also in the event that it starts to go negative, they don't want it done during that campaign. So the implication now with this letter, okay, this, this uh, target letter that came in and what's going on in Florida is there will be two federal judges who can either set or prevent a federal trial before election day. It's not just Aileen Cannon, who is a Trump appointee. Uh, who was criticized previously for doing things and siding with him, uh, there would be at least one more federal judge likely that's going to be involved in something when it comes to the January 6th, uh, uh, the January 6th case specifically. There was also another legal loss for former President Trump in Georgia. The Supreme Court there dismissed what was a long shot bid uh, to basically shut down the criminal investigation done by Fulton County DA Willie uh, Fanny Willis. Willie Fannis? Fannie Willis. Lo love that name. Um, to turn overturn the 2020 election there in Georgia. The ruling, uh, everybody on the Georgia Supreme Court concurred, said Trump has not shown that this case prevents one of those extremely rare, uh, presents one of those extremely rare circumstances in which the court's original jurisdiction should be invoked, and therefore the petition is dismissed. Jacob pulled his fanny at the gym doing squats. Yeah. I never heard of anyone uh, having to sit on ice packs for days after doing squats at the gym. Likely story. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Maybe it sounds, it's because you're not lifting. It oh, sounds no. sus. Oh, sounds yeah. sus. not lifting. All right. Yeah. I don't buy it, Jacob. You're not throwing around the plates with that you dumper. Won't, you won't do it with 10 pounds. Sorry. I told you I started using 15s. We're not weight shaming. People. Yeah, Jacob. We are not weight shaming. You just sit there on your broken ass and just keep quiet. We were talking about how hot it's going to be. It has not yet reached 110 in Phoenix, so they still haven't set the record of 19 straight days. Hey, Gary and Shannon. This is Sean from Palm Desert. Uh, here in the Coachella Valley, I got in my car this morning at 3 a.m., and it was 94 degrees. Oof. Um, it's hot. That's what it 
happens in the desert. It's hot. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what but happens. we live with it. It's no big deal. The rest of the world freaks out. It's not that big of a deal. We stay in the house. We have AC. And that's it. That's it. You're still making soup, how regardless much, of what. Yeah, how much soup do you think is yeah. in his pants right but, now? Guys, can you stop talking about sitting in your own soup? <laughs> I'm never going to eat clam chowder again. Oh. Okay, wait a minute. Oh. If you're making clam chowder, <laughs> you need to cleanse. You need to go to the doctor, first oh, take a shower, boy. then go to the doctor. Yeah. All right. In the middle of Swamp Watch, talking about what's going on in Washington, D.C. Uh, just a quick note that earlier today... The Defense Department did hold a news conference about other things, but they also did mention uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, talked about this American soldier believed to be in the custody of North Korea after he crossed that border. I would say up front that we're very early uh, in this uh, event, and so there's a lot uh, that, uh, that we're still trying to learn. But what we do know is that one of our service members who was on a tour... Uh, willfully and without authorization cross the military demarcation line. We believe that he is in the BRK custody. And so we're closely monitoring and investigating the situation. They said it's a young soldier. He was he was in jail, actually, in South Korea for an assault charge, is ah, what was reported. Okay. He was going to be flown back to Fort Bliss in Texas to face discipline in, uh, from the military when he skipped out somehow from the airport, got part... Uh, became part of this tour at Pam Moon Jom right there at the border and then left the tour, ran across the border. North Korea doesn't like that. They take you into custody. Uh, an assault charge and being at the hands of the military courts is uh, a problem, right? But to throw yourself into the hands of North Korea is just dumb, uh, Darwinism. But maybe he's hoping that he's some sort of uh, bargaining chip of, of some nature. Maybe he's trying to give himself some sort of value. Uh, that he's not going to be successful in that. Possibly. All right. Have you ever heard of the Never Back Down Super PAC? This is a, a Ron DeSantis yes. Super PAC. And the way those work is they can raise bazillions and bazillions of dollars. They just can't officially coordinate with the candidate that they're raising money for. In this case, this ad charges former President Trump with attacking Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, part of a larger pattern of disrespect he has shown to Iowa. Now, this is a specifically Iowa-based commercial. But the audio, I'll play it for you, the audio of Donald Trump's voice is not actually Trump. It appears to be based off of a post that he made on Truth Social, but then they have a voice reading the text it's a completely computer generated voice governor kim reynolds is a conservative champion she signed the heartbeat bill and stands up for iowans every day so why is donald trump attacking her i opened up the governor position for kim reynolds and when she fell behind i endorsed her did big rallies and she won now she wants to remain neutral i don't invite her to events trump should fight democrats did that sound like him? No, you can tell the difference. I hope so. I, I hope people can tell the difference. Um, Trump campaign senior advisor said that this is ridiculous. The blatant use of AI to fabricate the voice is a desperate attempt uh, by the PAC to deceive the American public because they know DeSanctimonious's campaign <laughs> is on life support. After losing big donors and slashing their staff, they've now outsourced their work to AI, just like they would like to outsource American jobs to China. Zing. Um, 
So, this of course, they also, that group has also used it in the uh, previously to impose a fighter jet in, into a pro DeSantis ad that they used because they couldn't find the footage, I guess. This DeSantis interview is a big deal. This is not usually what he does. He never really leaves the conservative media bubble, but he's going to. He'll be on CNN, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. our time. Is this going to be live? It sounds like it's going to be live. I it was hard to deter. It was hard to pin that down. But if it was today. live, you'd see that word everywhere, wouldn't you? Wouldn't they say uh, he's going to be here live? Yeah. Uh, I just know it's taking place after a campaign event, hmm. and I don't know if they're recording it to clean it up a little bit and then uh, and then air it. But yeah. so there's this new book. This is just fun um, about Jackie O, and it's a mostly based off. A bunch of interviews this guy did about Jackie and his relationship with her. Apparently, they were a thing. And then he lost a bunch of money and business. And she essentially said, all right, we're not a thing any longer. I've got little kids. I'm a widow. And I'm going to need a man with money, essentially. Uh, so she told him, she confided in this guy quite a bit. And one of the nuggets that's coming out in the book that is out today, it's called Jackie Public Private Secret. It, the author claims that Marilyn Monroe made a disturbing phone call to the Kennedy household asking Jackie if she could speak to JFK. What? And they say this was just days after their fling, Jack and Marilyn's fling at Bing Crosby's home in Palm Springs. <laughs> that Jackie answered their personal phone in their bedroom in Hyannisport, Massachusetts and heard the actress on the other end of the line. Of course, JFK was rumored to have an on-off relationship with Marilyn for years until 1962. Uh, More 62. like 1962. Um, the author of the book suggests that their sexual relationship only occurred on the weekend of March 24th, 1962. And after speaking to multiple sources, Jackie told family members that there was a haunting quality to Marilyn's voice that really stuck with her when she made that phone call. That she called in April of 62 and said, is Jack home? To is that which, your best impression of Marilyn Monroe? Because that wasn't very good. Oh, well, why don't you try it? Is Jack home? You're much better See, Marilyn than I am. You. Well, you've dressed up like her too. Let's not forget that. Um, you wore that famous white halter dress. Anyway, um, Jackie said that he was <laughs> not home <laughs> and then asked who was calling. And the caller said, Marilyn Monroe, is this Jackie? When Jackie said it was, Marilyn Monroe asked her to tell the president that she had called. And Jackie said, well, what's it regarding? And Marilyn said, nothing in particular. Just wanted to say hello. Jackie said, I'll pass on the message and hung up. You think she knew at that point? Jackie told her mother the call was off-putting, that her voice was sad. She found it disturbing. This was the only line, the phone line, that was not wired or monitored by the Secret Service. Very strange. And he would know that and he would give her that number. Right. The uh, 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup kicks off Thursday. Uh, four players on Angel City's active roster. Uh, June Endo, Julie Ertz, Ali Riley, and Alyssa Thompson representing their countries at the tournament. Also competing Vanessa Gillies and Allison Swaby, both on uh, loan. Amandine Henry signed with Angel City in June, has not yet joined the club, announced after being named to the France roster that she would miss the miss the tournament because of an injury. The fun begins tomorrow night. It starts at 11 p.m., the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup opening match viewing party at 33 Taps. 
down at Culver City and Silver Lake featuring New Zealand versus Norway. You could find the details at angelcityfc.com. I have uh, I have breaking hot news. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Phoenix, Arizona is very hot. Uh, Phoenix has now reached 111 degrees. It eclipsed that 110, which means it has broken its own record of 18, uh, formerly 18 days with a high temperature over 110. Mm. Now they're at 111 on their way to about 116 or 117. That's just soup on soup on soup. Uh, hey, Mondo. Yeah, Shannon. What did the vegetable say to its love? I don't know what they say. I love you from my head to my toes. <laughs> stop, stop the music. Stop the music. Tomatoes? Tomatoes, not a vegetable. Oh, it's a fruit. Ah, crap. No, that's both. Hey, Mondo. Yes, yeah, Shannon. Why was the artichoke so generous? I don't know. Why? It had a big heart. <laughs> Just like you. That's good. <laughs> Neil Saavedra joins us. He is the uh, host of the Fork Report Saturdays right here on KFI. He's really the first person that tipped me off to the theft of my intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I got eyes everywhere, man. I don't know why you're laughing. It's definitely not funny. Well, it was more like an evil laugh. Ah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I don't know. By the way, uh, botanically, you're right. A tomato is a fruit, but the Supreme Court ruled that a tomato is a vegetable because that's what our Supreme Court does. Really? So, yeah. In the United the... States, it is uh, because the way that it's used is... And no, what was the customs. Imp- what was the impetus of the Supreme Court weighing in? You know, if I, I, I don't know exactly, but I have this like vague memory that it tied into the Reagan administration or something that they were using it as a that ketchup was a was considered a serving of a vegetable serving. I don't know exactly, but Nick's I know Nix versus Hedden from eighteen ninety three. A decision by the Supreme Court in which the court held nine to zero that the tomato should be classified as a vegetable rather than a fruit for purposes of tariffs, imports, and customs. I did not know it went back that far. Justice 1893. Justice Horace Gray delivered the opinion of the court in holding that the Tariff Act of 1883 used the ordinary meaning of the words fruit and vegetable instead of the technical botanical meaning. Wow. Wow. Okay. John Nix founded the John Nix and Company Fruit Commission in New York back in 1839. The company became one of the largest sellers of produce and was was one of the first companies to ship produce to other states. So with the Tariff Act in play, you needed to know what was underneath that umbrella. And I guess tomatoes were a point of contention. If if there was like a a Western with technology, you'd be like the fastest Googler in the West. I'm a pretty good Googler. No, you're quick. That was quick. Nick's versus uh, Hedden. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> 1800s. <laughs> they had very few things to really argue about, I guess. It's going to be interesting then. when Space Wars goes the distance to the Supreme Court. Well, I like your your intellectual <laughs> property. It's like, well, we're going to have different planets, 
different animals and creatures <laughs> and outfits and vehicles. That's a little loose. I'd tighten that up before you go to court. Thank I'd get you. some real specifics in that bundle if you get a minute. Uh, one of those other uh, items that's confused for a vegetable a lot is an avocado. Um, and Chipotle has decided that they're going to test robots to cut and core, I guess you'd call it, or seed their avocados to make the guacamole process that much faster. Yeah, that nice segue, by the way. Thank you. I wish I wish this had like, you know, a cool name like the Mondo or something. Maybe we can go Ooh, to Chipotle and great. say, can you name this this robot the Mondo? After an award-winning guacamole creator? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it takes about roughly 50 minutes or so to make a batch of Chipotle's guacamole. That's you know, they're doing it all by hand, and to do it right and keep it fresh, you have to keep it turning over. No one wants brown uh, guacamole, right? So the interesting thing is it can handle about 25 pounds or so of avocado. You place it in, and what they call the autocado, which is actually pretty funny, it, they, it's loaded by employees there at Chipotle, and it lines them up. Uh, top to bottom, or, or lines them up, um, I guess, uh, on the upright. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So imagine they first tip them upright, then they slice them around like you normally would, and then it pulls the halves apart, uh, takes out the stone, and then it takes the skid off. And not only is it super efficient, but it also gets more of the flesh so that you're using more of the avocado and will cut down on waste, too. It's It doesn't look like it has that big of a footprint, eh, I guess sizable enough, but it uh, then it all of that comes out into a bowl and then it's handmade into uh, guacamole. I do like it also points out that uh, that prepping an avocado is... Usually one of the least favorite tasks for anybody who works at Chipotle and arguably one of the most dangerous. I mean, we, we see that all the time around uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo. They tell you, be careful when you're coring or uh, when you're taking the uh, stone out, like you said, because that's when people hold it in their palm, smack it with the blade of the knife, and oftentimes miss the avocado completely and end up chopping their entire hand off. There's a name for it. Avocado hand. No. Yeah, there is. Uh, I think that actually came out of the UK originally, um, but people were stabbing themselves so much and going, you know, to the ER or whatever they have there. The ED is that what it is? I have no idea. That would be weird. What if you had ED and you had to go to the ED the for ED, it? ED. Yeah. So it, they were cutting themselves so often and so nastily that it it, it they gave it a name, but. It is. I was making avocado toast um, this weekend for breakfast, and I'm always, you know, aware that you, you've got a slippery thing in one hand. You've always got to wash your avocado, by the way. People, you wash the your avocado, people say, but I'm not going to eat the skin. Yes, but your knife is going to slice into that and bring all that nastiness into the flesh. Uh, and I'm always, you know, you dry it off, make sure that it's not too slippery. 
you're going through, you know, busting those things out, you can hack yourself up if you're not careful. Neil Saavedra has joined us for Tasty Tuesday and uh, the ketchup at McDonald's. I always thought it was cool that it was called fancy ketchup, but it is fancy no more. Well, uh, uh, before we get into that, I'd like to to say that I wasn't completely wrong. I'm reading, I went back to look at this. In the Reagan administration's attempt to slash 1.5 billion from children's nutritional funding, uh, the school lunch program, all that stuff. But the program requirements were worded, whether deliberately or not, uh, depending on what you believe. So as to conceivably allow for designating ketchup as a vegetable, allowing the USD to eliminate one of the two vegetables required to meet the minimum. So it did pop up later <laughs> in life there. I just When Reagan was trying to take all the nutrition from the school children. He's trying children. to starve the kids. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> Classic. Well, right. uh, so the, the thing about the ketchup uh, for McDonald's, and Fancy also has a designation, by the way. That does mean something. So if you use the term Fancy, it means that uh, it's USDA grade A ketchup. But from what I know and what I've read, they haven't changed anything. The only major change in the ketchup was uh, back in 2013. Heinz hired the former CEO and was a current board member. I don't know if he still is, but was at the time of Burger King Worldwide as its new CEO. So. Not long after that change, McDonald's stopped serving Heinz ketchup. They had a relationship for 40 years, but apparently they're like, no, nah, we're not doing that. And Didn't they Heinz hook it. up with Burger King or something? There right, some they hired of, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So in that process, McDonald's just didn't have a stomach for it, I suppose. But uh, they recently have changed again. Uh, with some ingredients. They make it themselves. It has pretty much the same ingredients, but some people always will go, I liked what was previous, and some people will go, I like the new stuff, and, and there goes the battle. So it, spice and onion powder are not listed on the McDonald's ingredient packet, but they are on the other one, on the Heinz packet. Correct, and that would but, be that would be enough to change it significantly. That people are like that's new, uh, that's that's new ketchup. <laughs> that's not the old ketchup. I don't know why everybody's a drunk Simpsons character going <laughs> into the hey Foster uh, Brooks doing uh, yeah, restaurant reviews. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Foster Brooks is, go look at him on the YouTube's because he's hilarious. Anywho, uh, yes, but. Just because that's not on the label necessary, if it says something like uh, and other spices and flavoring, it can still have those ingredients. You just wouldn't necessarily know. But those are those are the prime differences. The McDonald's also has water listed and Heinz ketchup does not. Hmm. So it depends as to you know, those little things, but water is going to be to thin it out, make it a little cheaper. It doesn't add any flavor to it or anything like that. And it doesn't add any uh, lasting properties. It's not there to preserve. So water usually to me, when I see it in something like that is to thin out the product. So it's cheaper. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the, the, that, that's it. And people get kind of uh, bummed when things change or they're sort of slightly different. Who moved my cheese? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's great is I never know if it's live or if it's. I know. Jacob playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that one was live. I saw her mouth move. Okay. Well, yeah. it's, it, it makes it difficult. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so even the little things and uh, change. But it is kind of funny how touchy they would be if a Burger King. An, a former Burger King CEO who just happened to be on the board did that. So 40 years down the drain. You do anything to celebrate uh, National Hot Dog Day tomorrow, like making your own hot dog or anything? Mm. Yeah, well, I'll be eating them for sure. Where I will do you probably... procure your hot, your hot dogs from? Where do I procure them? Yes. <laughs> uh, many places, actually. Uh, I'll, sometimes I'll go to book butchers to get them if I want to do something super, super fancy. What about the Otherwise... Wiener Schnitzel? I, I do enjoy Wiener Schnitzel. If I'm buying hot dogs for the house, oftentimes they're Hoffy. I think Hoffy is a great hot dog. Um, it's a travesty easier. that we can't get the Farmer John Dodger dogs anymore. Yeah, you know, didn't it's not they right. Used, didn't they used? Oh, they can't because they can't use the name. But mm -hmm. you can still find the I've, blend probably somewhere. I've looked. Nothing. They, they call huh? them like. Blodger dogs or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Baseball dogs. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wonder about that. I don't know that it's proprietary. I think it was made by, uh, was it Farmer John's? Yeah. Is yeah. that what you said? Uh, so I think it was made by them, and they probably did the blend, but I don't think Dodgers owned it. So if they're not doing it anymore, they m well, might I be able Googled, to Well, I Googled, like, Farmer John uh extra long wieners because that's wow, what they were sure okay. no yeah, seriously because so you yeah huh so yeah. what came up nothing they don't they don't make them anymore uh-huh but you got a lot of other pictures on there i'm sure well it's all hot dogs have fun you on sicko. your fancy hot dog day you've been listening to the gary and shannon show you can always hear us live on kfi am 640 9 a.m to 1 p.m every monday through friday and anytime on demand on the iheart radio app with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.